I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, welcome back to the land of the living. Thank you. We've what? had a we've had a long illness that we shared. A no yeah. podcast illness. No more kissing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just can't do it if I don't see your face. Yep. You don't like the remote recordings? Uh, you know what happens is uh, my mind wanders, and then I lose track of what you're saying. Oh, okay. That's good. That's and, great. And this way, your piercing glance uh, keeps me in focus. Okay. The fact, that, the fact that when I'm off on a jag about something, I also wave my fingers in your face and snap them. Exactly. Pay attention, Roy. Pay mm-hmm. attention. Mm-hmm. Don't bump the table. Why do, you think, uh, why do you think it is that your mind wanders? This happens to some people. What? Kevin can do remote shows. Oh really? Yeah, for for the KOL show for video games hot dog. Mm-hmm. Melissa Melissa's no good at it for for video games taco. Hmm. She just starts playing games on her iPad. Oh really? Yeah, and then it's like exactly as like she wasn't <laughs> on the show except it's way inconvenient to record. Sure. Yeah. Um I I think I'm a little bit better than that. Uh you know, I mean, we also didn't discuss recording remotely. That's, that's true. I mean, I did leave stuff here so that you could cuz we Sure. we always record with Riff. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I went to San Francisco. What the fuck did you do? I stayed uh, here and uh, worked on my baby. <laughs> oh, how's that? You almost done? Yeah, she's good. she's she's in beta. Know, yeah, she's good. Uh, you know, I worked on uh, work stuff and uh, house stuff, which I did a whole lot today. I'm enclosing our back porch, actually enclosing one part, and then making a big wall to the end of the yard so that the baby doesn't fall into the hole that has water and the big hole that doesn't have water. Mm, either one of those holes. Yeah. I think there, I remember, I have this memory from, Two bad holes. from being a child of, uh, this, this television show called Wizards and Warriors that was very short. It was a very short run. It only lasted a few episodes. It was directed by Bill Bixby. Okay. This was before he died. Um, it had Jeff Conaway. Uh, this was also before he died, mm-hmm. and another guy in it who I think is still alive. Okay, um, uh, if fat Italian guys—they're hard to kill. I tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, there was some. There was just a thing, and I don't remember what this. And I need to watch it. I have. I have all of the episodes of it on DVD, and I'm. I'm just saving them. I'm watching them. One How many at a time. are there? I, there's nine, maybe. Oh, so uh, once a year on your birthday, you watch yeah, one. Yeah, that's that's a good plan. I'm gonna start. I watched like three of them when I first started playing. This was the show where uh, they. And I also remembered this, though I didn't remember how great it was. Uh, they walk into a tavern. And uh, there are these guys playing a game where you arm wrestle, but underneath each, like on each side, there's a hole with like a monster in it that if you get the opponent's hand over to it, the monster bites them and poisons them and they die. Wow. And the name of the game that they're playing is Arm Death. <laughs> wow. Yeah, which is pretty great. That's not an appealing name. No, I know. Right? Who would want to play that? You'd really have to trick them into it. Um, okay, so what's the premise of Wizards and Warriors? Because <laughs> well, I know this title, but I've never... Some, basically, there's some wizards. Uh, well, is it set in wizard war... time? <laughs> yeah, it's set in wizard, Wizardville. I see. Um, no, it's, you know, it's like a, it's like a campy uh, sort of comedic fantasy. Like the comics thing. that were in uh, Dungeons and Dragons ma- or Dragon Magazine? Well, maybe, sort of. I mean, it had, it had characters. It had Julia Duffy as a, as a spunky princess. It had characters? <laughs> 
Oh, but they were real. I mean, it wasn't were they like, humans? <laughs> sure, yeah. There was there was Eric Greystone, who was the defender of the good guy realm. Okay, uh, and his buddy Marco, who was a sort of comic relief. Uh, I guess like a page. Chaotic good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he was probably chaotic good. He he was a he drank a lot. He he liked he liked to have a a snifter of port. Uh huh. Here and there. And there was a good there was a good guy wizard whose name I don't remember who was sort of bumbling. And then there was a bad guy wizard named Vector, and oh. he was the servant of uh, of uh, Dirk Blackpool, who was the neighboring bad guy castle man. Now, why why are wizards always servants of someone? Why aren't wizards just in charge? They're fucking wizards. Well, right. If you were a wizard, would you want to uh, be beholden to someone else? No, you'd say, I'm a I'm a wizard. I can do magic. Fuck you. Well, it depends on what kind of magic you I mean, if all you can do is like stupid pussy magic, then such as well, I'd like tell the future or that's that's a huge magic. Yeah. But tell the future. Yeah. But it's kind of like it doesn't help you win a fight. It, just, I mean, it I guess does it if you, you know what's going to happen. It helps you avoid the fights that you're going to lose, I guess. Sure. But then I mean, you always win. I don't think you can change the future once you've seen it. So it's like that curse in Krull where he can see the future, but only his own death. Oh, I don't I don't remember Krull that well. Oh, man. Uh, I just remember it was very exciting. He only uses the Krull twice in the whole movie. It's the glaive. The glaive. Uh, I think Krull is the planet. Krull is on. the planet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a crawl might be the the main character. No, the main character is named Prince Corwin. He and um, he's the last crawl. Colwin? Fuck out of He's the last crawl. Yes. Anyway, so in this in my memory of an episode of Wizards and Warriors, there are two pits and the guy that like I don't remember if they're given a choice between which one they want to be thrown into, but one of them is full of some sort of dangerous liquid and the other one is bottomless. Um, huh. And so that's kind of like your backyard as far as your little girl is concerned. Sh- sure. So, <laughs> wow, in, way to bring it around. In a way, for 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 from your perspective, from anyone's perspective, mm-hmm. any hole deep enough that the fall kills you isn't is a bottomless pit, right? Cuz as far as you know, you never get to the end of it. That that's possible. Yeah. But I imagine that the impact of the bottom is what kills you, right? Yeah, but you probably don't notice. But if you jump into a, an actual bottomless pit, you you just starve to death. Sure. Eventually. Well, yeah, that's... there's It's like being know, in Sarlacc. I remember thinking about that a lot as a kid. Like, what would happen? Like, what happens to you if you fall into a bottomless pit? Like, I feel like you'd eventually quit paying attention and you'd hit your head on the side and yeah, knock think... yourself out and probably then break all your bones and... Or that would kill you, right? Yeah. And then you'd keep falling. It depends on how fast but then you're, you're falling. Dead. I mean, yeah, yeah. Have an air burial. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where some vultures come and eat your pieces. <laughs> That's a sky burial. Sky burial. burial. Yeah, sky burial. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be splayed out. So you're you're closing in your porch so that none of these things happens to your lovely daughter. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. Have We're also getting rid of the pond. Yeah. Have you considered just replacing that pond with dirt? Yeah, I have. It's going to take me longer. The conversation pit idea is really rad, Roy. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know about the exploits of Roy's backyard, Roy's backyard has a very complicated system of locks (laughs) and and channels. Uh Uh, Well, that's the main reason is so that we can do that, but it's also going to take us a long time. So that way it's still safe. Because the cool part of the yard is what we want her to be in. 
where the what, fig tree is and the grass and so on. Is that cool as in like not hot temperature wise or cool? It as is in like, actually ah, cooler, cool. but it's also you know that figs have like wasps uh, in them? rad, you know? Okay. It's dope. Mm-hmm. It's the, the dope side. What are you going to, um, how, how are you going to train your daughter to say that something is rad or dope? Mm, I don't know yet. I would suggest trying to convince her that bad with two D's is a way of describing something that's totally awesome. How, how is she supposed to uh, <clears throat> distinguish that it's bad with two D's? Uh, she'll say it in because some Because she adorable, won't be able to write. She'll say it in some adorable child way. Mm-hmm. Bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is malo. Mal, yeah. Con dos L's. Yeah. Malo. You know, I'm teaching her Spanish, so this really won't Are come you up. only teaching her Spanish? So you can say, yeah. oh, that's totally yeah. huey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's que onda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know so little Mexican slang. That's yeah, me totally too. Pito. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> uh, I say that all the time. Yeah, I sometimes translate boy, it that too. Sure is the, it's like saying that, that sure something is, the is tits or the shit. Oh, that certainly is pee pee. <laughs> I think we can start it, Roy. I think we can make this a thing. Really? Yeah. That's totally the pee pee. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. man. I find myself saying the term poo poo pee pee a lot. That corn show last night was pee pee. <laughs> it probably was. Yeah, I just I just learned that one of the guys in corn is named Fieldy, uh, which like it, as his first name, I don't or his know. nickname, or his last name. Fieldy. Yeah, and so I thought that was funny that they can't spell field or corn. Oh right. Yeah. Huh. And I suggested that another one of them should be named tractor but with a u instead of the last o and then i thought that's kind of a cool name for like a dragon uh-huh <laughs> tractor yeah tractor the dragon mm-hmm. hey i watched some of the hobbit yeah what'd you think Sp- speaking of uh, tractors um it seemed uh, acceptable so far did you see the dumb part with the fat goblin king yeah, why Why do you think it was the dumb part? Because oh. you think the fat Goblin King looks dumb? Oh, uh, yeah, he looks dumb. He uh, feels like a transplant from a place that is not Middle Earth. Huh. His his He didn't talk like any of them, nor did he talk like a goblin. I don't know what a goblin talks like. I, everything I know about goblins I learned from watching Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he doesn't look like those guys. Um, it didn't strike me as being terribly odd. He was very grotesque. He did sometimes lie underneath uh, a, a beer barrel and uh, drink <laughs> right. that what, ran out of the faucet after somebody else filled up their beer. Um, you know, I, you know I what know. I didn't understand about that scene? It's not like they were fucking charging for beer. Why didn't that goblin just get a fucking beer? <laughs> like, what? because he's clearly a guy that likes beer. So wouldn't you like to have a glass of it, bro? Did he have like, hands? You don't just oh. Hmm, did you I, did you check? I didn't check. Yeah. It could be. Maybe I'm being maybe he's an, about maybe this whole he's thing. an untouchable. He's not allowed to touch beer. Okay. Beer glasses. Okay. That isn't what an untouchable is. <laughs> you don't think? No. That's one of those people that fights crime in the twenties, right? Uh huh um yeah so that that's what i've been doing and uh we did the ZapCon last weekend yeah we did which uh was a lot of fun and a lot of work yeah you did more work than i did it was a different kind wes is the one who did the most work that's the truth man that dude has spirit 
Yeah. Thank yes, you, Wes. He, yes, he does. Mm-hmm. So anyone who uh, may be in town next year, or maybe you should just come in to town for this event. You should come to ZapCon next year. Mm-hmm. It was good. Wes yeah, already made really a logo. Fun. He was like, just in case, I already know what next year's logo is going to look like. Oh, really? And he showed it to me, and it's dope. Can you tell me? It's, oh, it's pee-pee. Uh, no, I'll show it to you later. Okay. I don't want to spoil it for that. Wait, wait, what are you going to show me? I heard pee-pee in there. The pee-pee logo. It's totally pee-pee. Awesome. I hope we don't get sued. Do you think that'll translate to pito? I mean, pito means whistle, right? Yeah, so is it like, but it's also... But that's like uh, what you would call like a baby's dick, right? It's not... A, ch- a, ch- a child's dick. Okay, I was, saying, I was trying to say a baby's because that was less creepy. Mm-hmm. I think if we say a child's dick, then that makes this podcast technically child porn. Okay. Well, we've said it twice so far. Well, okay. So but that's can, great. I can edit that out. I can just edit in murder she wrote. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. If if it'll translate. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. What, but when you say, you know, chupa mi pito, are you, are you suggesting... That you have a whistle in your pants? No, because that isn't what you do with whistles. <laughs> Don't <laughs> suck them. Well, you can if you're like... You blow them. You're trying to play isn't a, that confusing? You're trying to play a John Cage song. Uh-huh. And this just involves like what you do. All right, so for this part, you pull up on the keys of a piano. <laughs> and for this other part, you suck on a whistle. And... uh what else? I don't know. You like And you do to, that for 90 minutes. You try to open a bagpipes like it's a bag of chips. Um, <laughs> and eat the insides? <laughs> yeah. I uh last night I tried to open a bag of chips and I couldn't and uh, Emily had to open the bag of chips for me. Not not because <laughs> That's adorable. Not because I was too weak, but because apparently they don't make bags of chips for men such that you can open them by pulling the top apart. Like like I realized I've officially gotten too old to eat <laughs> potato chips because I don't know how fucking bags work anymore. <laughs> Did you also say if if they can put a man on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. But then she so she just like this is what you do. You she just ripped the corner off of it, and I was like, I can't fucking eat this. Like what? So so I just got out my my Leatherman and used the scissors to cut the entire top off. Oh, you should have just bag. crushed up the chips and poured it into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Could I get you to chew these for me? I left my dentures at home. <clears throat> we went we went to uh, we went to Tucson. Uh-huh. This is why I was far from home. I was thrown off my game. <laughs> oh, right. Seriously, though. You didn't know these, where the sun was setting. These fucking chips, apparently just the way that they seal them, you just can't open them by pulling the top of it open the way that you do with a fucking mm, bag of it's chips. It's like bank-safe technology. Yeah. Oh, man, it's like they child-proofed it. Anyway, we drove down to Tucson to see a, an Evil Dead marathon at a, at a little art theater down there. Mm-hmm. Drank a lot of beer. How many Evil Deads? Three of them. Evil the, Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. So is Evil Dead 2 a remake of Evil Dead 1? It doesn't seem to follow, right? They don't act like they've... It's it's Bruce Campbell or is, there, is the one character in common. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's not the same Any, house, but it's very much the same premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drive over a different bridge to get there. He has the same name as his character in the first movie, but he doesn't act like he's been there before. 
Okay. Right. It's not like, oh, I'm taking my girlfriend for a romantic getaway to, to this, this one place where all these monsters tried to murder me and killed all my friends. Last time. Yeah. Um, he's much older. Could be that he just forgot. Oh, sure. But then Army of Darkness is absolutely a direct, a sequel. contiguous sequel to mm-hmm. Evil Dead 2. And that's where he's in the Middle Ages, and he's, he has yeah, a like shotgun and a chain, yeah. chainsaw. Well, yeah, because at the end of Evil Dead 2, spoilers, he gets sucked into a vortex right. that deposits him in 1300. Mm-hmm. And he's getting poked at by men with swords. And that's where he has the boomstick. That's where it ends. Yeah, but he's carrying a chainsaw and a shotgun mm-hmm. when he goes through the vortex. So he still has it. I mean, he's not really carrying a chainsaw. Well, it's strapped to his stump of his hand that he had to cut off with the chainsaw. Wow. That he later attached. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. weird. If your hand offends you. Yeah. Which makes me think that if I ever lose my hand, I hope I lose it in an artificial hand accident. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, oh, man, this crate of robot hands fell on my hand. <laughs> cut off cut my it hand. Off. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. the rule is whatever, yeah, could, yeah, <laughs> whatever cuts even... off your hand. Yeah. Huh. What if it's like a a bus? Well, um, looks like I then have a the new jo- of- Looks like I have a new job. I'm the bus driver whose arm is surgically attached to the steering wheel. Where do you want to go, huh. kids? <laughs> As I can't turn very sharply. Um, so hopefully it's this way. Sure. I guess yeah. I could maybe drive you around a racetrack. Mm. Oh, that would be useful. Uh, yeah, if you want, yeah. if you need to, have, like a bunch of kids that need to get from one side of a racetrack to, <laughs> to the, the other. other, or who just want to go for a ride moderately on fast, crazy monster bus. Maybe that one. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's only once a year then. Mm. I, I don't get it <laughs> because it'd be like Halloween. Oh, okay. Like, okay. So it's like a themed spooky bus on on so Bustover. Like, all right. It's like when when the the cafeteria school lunch menu has skeleton bones and ghost milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, ghost oh, milk. Ghost milk sounds gross. <laughs> yeah, it does. Ghost juice. No, I I think ghosts shouldn't be involved in making the milk. Maybe it should be mummy I mean, milk. What about a baby? <laughs> Man, that seems like it'd be just like dust. It's just, it's well, just did, like did your school cafeteria put in dust? breakfast with no liquid in it? Uh, enjoy your mummy's milk. No, they put in grape nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like little pieces of bone and stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They've been soaking in milk for 5,000 years. Ah, uh, Roy. Mm-hmm. I've missed these little chats. Yeah. Okay. Um,. Yeah, so that we watched those movies. Emily won a raffle, and we now have a like a two foot tall talking ash action figure. That's great. <laughs> nah. Did it come with a platform? And it didn't. It didn't. No, it you didn't. just have to find. And also, <clears throat> it talks by way of a fucking electric eye in the front of it. So it just like you put it on a shelf, and he just <laughs> says shit to everybody who walks in front of it, which it just would not stop talking in the car, and so we had to take the batteries out of it. <laughs> You can just put a hood over his face. <laughs> He's about to execute himself with his chainsaw and then replace his head with a second chainsaw. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I bought a leaf blower. You did? Yeah. Electric? Yeah. Plug-in? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then I immediately blew the Broke it. cord out of the wall <laughs> with it. No, I, I didn't actually. I think that would be funny, though. Just a machine for turning itself off. Now, it was convertible into a vacuum, and so I tried to vacuum up and mulch all of these leaves at the office, but they were too damp. 
oh. and they wouldn't fly up into the, or they were some of them were too tangled up in each other mm. like they were all one piece <laughs> they're a leaf king <laughs> yeah. uh, so you had to what get like a hair dryer so you could dry the leaves first <laughs> yeah well no i just set them on fire and then used the blower <laughs> to mm. just sort of scatter them to blow scatter them throughout the neighborhood yeah yeah that'd be that'd be good get rid of those trees in the backyard mm-hmm. or alley yep. neighbor's house actually is what yeah. <laughs> what it is yeah um one of those terrible trees died and they cut it down Mm. And one of those terrible trees that was a basketball goal was just cut down. Oh. And then they they, ta- they put tape over it so somebody didn't hurt themselves on the... They, they removed this basketball goal by cutting it off like two feet above the ground. Really? <laughs> yeah. I it's like, no, we just wanted this inconvenient, dangerous thing here. Oh, weird. At an angle? Uh, no, it's straight up and down. Okay. Yeah. Neighbors. Mm-hmm. You should just cut it at the bottom. Mm, they should have. I mean, I'm not going to. They don't. They or don't just have. cut it w- at six feet. What do I? What am I like a like a goal jack? <laughs> what is it? That's what they call a guy who cuts down basketball hoops, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Hoop how are, jack. How are your neighbors? Uh, my neighbors are fine. I never really have trouble with with any of them. Uh, one neighbor lives by himself. Is in his mid 50s graphic designer apparently knows what he's doing but he talks an awful lot and i do not like to get in conversations with him Hmm. um what kind of things does he talk about just everything you know what what really comes out in my neighbors is um how racist maybe they can be okay do they not like you because you're mexican they have no idea oh they don't know you're because you don't look look mexican to them yeah uh, <laughs> Although your name, Guadalajara Sanchez. Yeah, it should, should be a dead should giveaway. Be a dead giveaway. Uh, we also have a neighbor down the street who gave us a bunch of stuff at a yard sale that they were having. We wanted to pay for everything, but uh, he insisted. And then I got trapped in a conversation with him about the schools that his kid is going to, whose name, incidentally, is Roy. How many schools is one kid going to? Well, he's move from school to school because he the father is not satisfied with um the curriculum one being in our neighborhood which is too mexican like they celebrate all the mexican holidays and they speak a lot of spanish and then there's another one which was too turkish what mexican holidays are there that they celebrate at schools Mm, i don't know maybe they were doing posadas instead of the actually they couldn't do that that's religious I don't know. He did not give me examples. But then there's another school. They they let all the kids get drunk. Right. Um, Another school was too Turkish for him. Our neighborhood is extremely diverse. Apparently in the Balls Balls School District, there are 23 different languages that are spoken. Balls. Yeah. Did I ever show you those signs? Are there any Hmong? Uh, Maybe. Did I ever show you those signs when the election was going on that uh, people were trying to get you to vote for the school override and the signs were believe in balls? Hmm. B-A-L-Z-S. Oh, okay. Um, That's less funny. So then his kid is going to a really great academy, but apparently its focus is very African-American. And um, What does that mean? 
like they focus a lot on black studies, you know, like history of Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, as, according to him, the lady who wouldn't get off the bus. <laughs> okay. And then he... Uh, yeah, that was what she was famous for, right? She had the Guinness <laughs> yes. World Record for being on the bus the longest. Yep. She was just stuck going around the track <laughs> she on the monster bus. <laughs> she was like, stop. Well... Unfortunately, uh, I never got my yeah. foot caught up, cut off by a bus, yeah. and so they weren't able to attach it, and I can't reach the brake. Mm. And for that world record, ironic last name. Uh, yeah, that's true, because it never did. <laughs> um, and so then he ended his uh, conversation with me with uh, the statement of, I just think this whole uh, discrimination thing is blown way out of proportion, and... You know, he doesn't believe that uh, stuff exists. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, my neighbors are fine. <laughs> They're fine as long as they don't find out that you're Mexican. His, I guess so. I don't know. I, I'm very confused because his wife is clearly, I think she may be Vietnamese. Yeah, but that's a pretty, that's, that's it. I mean, there's a lot of racist white dudes with Asian wives. Sure. sure because I guess so. Asian, you know. <laughs> I hope this isn't racist to say that Asian wives are really good at putting up with shit like that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then we have a really great neighbor across the way who... Uh, is, who loves... Who has a, a cross colors of Benetton. Yeah. Uh, a bumper sticker. Standy. <laughs> In his yard. Yeah. It's just... Has those horses fucking... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's an older couple, and it's he installed the air cat. conditioner on, on our house mm, okay. before we owned it, but he's the one who installed it. That's mm. what he used to do. So if, it, if it's that's why I up, know, you know to go after. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's why I know that you're supposed to just use a cheap filter and change it every month. Instead of using a... The three-month filters. Okay. Because it will still get just as clogged. That was his advice. And then your compressor will freeze mm -hmm. and your house will fill with water. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, where's this water coming from? Yes. All, all those things will happen. That's what happens. And then you call somebody to come look at your air conditioner and it turns out what's wrong with it is that you didn't change the filter. Even though you know that you're supposed to do that. <laughs> it's just it's just like... It's like watering your plants. <clears throat> one time I called a plumber to come out and he was like, oh, here's your problem. You never wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh right, okay, yeah. People keep telling me that I'm supposed to not be not be such a slob, not be like just live like a teenager mm -hmm. and um, check on stuff outside. Yeah, I get. Yeah, apparently. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Speaking of which, I uh, I'm 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 engaged in a silent battle that I think I'm going to lose against I'm, who? I think I'm going to lose in a fairly catastrophic way. Well, I realized that. Okay, so here's what's happening. Um, every day for the last, like, six, eight weeks, I get a phone call from an 800 number. And since it's a phone call from an 800 number, I just send it to voicemail. The mm -hmm. voicemail is like, hey, call us. This is our number. And I'm like, all Did right. Did they say why? Says, no. Nope. Huh. Um, and because the recording starts midway through it. Like, when I even, I answered it once to see if I could hear the beginning of the recording. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it's like. You know, I pick it up and it's like, 
Mm. Are standing by. Call and then gives the number. I called it. Weird. It purports to be my this company that just bought one of the, my mortgages mm-hmm. from Bank of America on one of the one of the houses in Mesa, and <clears throat> they 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 bought my mortgage, and the automatic payment thing didn't didn't go across. So they've got this robot calling me every day. But when I call them, it's just like, hey, we recognize your number. Put in your social security number. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, this is not, I don't know. I have no way of verifying. This number is not published anywhere in connection with you. So I went to their website to try to figure. I called them. I looked up their number, called them. No option to talk to a person. And their automated system only, because this is the same company that the mortgage on this house is through. Their automated system mm-hmm. is only talking about this mortgage. Right? And it's, this one's fine. Um you would have gotten a letter about that. Oh, I did. Oh, uh, you I was, did? So I was out of town for a month, and I came back to this giant pile of mail, including a bunch of a bunch of really, really favorable refinance offers, which mm-hmm. leads me to believe that absolutely the right thing for me to do is just stop making all of my mortgage payments. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even do it on purpose with this one, but it's just like, oh, hey, if you can't make your mortgage payment, how about this government program that will cut it in half? Mm-hmm. Like, And I still should probably call them. Well, but you I should probably do that with all I of them. Am, what, I am, what I am angry about is that they will have this fucking robot call me every single day, but will not have a human call me mm. once. And I'm curious as to what's going to happen. That is very strange. I'm tempted to just let it sit and, sit, like, they can't, like, foreclose on you and evict you without ever seeing you, right? I don't think so. Yeah, so I'm curious as to what's going to happen there. Wasn't there an issue about that, about robo-mortgages, foreclosures going through, and that that was illegal? I don't know, man. I think it was last year. Anyway, I probably ought to call them. This is another one of those just like, if I was an adult, I would probably be panicking about this. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, oh, I haven't made a mortgage payment in a couple months. But as it stands, I'm like, eh, whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's super, like... It's fucking weird. Like, it makes me think that I should just stop paying this one and see if they offer to let me refinance it. Because I would love to refinance this mortgage. Have you tried? I mean, you could. Yeah, they won't do it. No, Nobody oh, really? will do it because I owe more than the house is worth because the value dropped so much. Huh. I, I guess, I mean, that seems like it would violate your code of ethics. Oh, you think it would violate my code of ethics? Mm-hmm. But that is a tactic that people have used. Yeah, I think there are just refinance programs that are only available if you miss payments. Mm -hmm. Because that's how they gauge whether or not you can make your payments. So if you just miss payments, even though you could pay them, I don't know if they're like, "Eh, fuck you, no, nice try. Mm -hmm. Or what? I don't know. It's frustrating to me that they would buy my mortgage from my bank and not keep doing the automated payments. Hmm. Sure. That that, is, that, that didn't transfer. That is that is a very annoying thing to me. Right. That you would have because you weren't the one who sold it. Yeah. Your bank. I did. had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I had if I had been out of town for three months instead of one month, I would have not known. So did B B of A send <clears throat> you a letter? Yeah, probably. Oh. Okay. Man, I don't know. Everything that shows up in the mailbox. The mailbox is just another garbage can. <laughs> It's like an extra step, though. Um, I've started because I keep getting uh, credit card offers from from companies um, instead You've of just started applying for credit card after credit card. No, I but I do send them all back uh, crossed out uh, with a big note that says remove this name from your mailing list, even though there's an opt out uh, option. But I don't want to do that. Why should the burden be on me? They should pay for the mail. 
and help our uh, postal service. Oh yeah. So do the does the mailman actually take it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I bet he because loves that's it. that's what you would do. If, did you get if him I a nice for bottle it. of whiskey for Christmas this year? No, but I did give him twenty bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, twenty bucks from every house. I feel like you could you could be a mailman for one Christmas and then just retire. I do not think every house gives you twenty bucks <laughs> or any bucks. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing to help out the postal service. I'm sure someone's going to tell me that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, yeah, somebody's probably going to tell me uh, you're not supposed to just stop making your house payment, Zach. <laughs> it's, I know it's funny for you to just <laughs> pretend like you don't have to pay pay your mortgage payments, but you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be too scared myself. To not do it? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I didn't realize I wasn't doing it until I had already missed two of them. So I sure. mean, there's certainly no, like, the next couple days isn't any more reason to panic than, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Also, this is just what, you know, like, this is a thing that they did to me, so I'm pissed. I'm not, like, I'm not, I don't feel guilty, and I don't feel scared. I feel annoyed Mm-hmm. That you have to deal with this uh, error on their part. Well, but it wasn't even an error. Like it was just like, oh, we've decided there's this fucking hassle that you have to deal with. Uh, okay, I guess I I see that as an error on their part of their. System. I mean, I don't think that they tried to transfer. I mean, they probably just don't do that. Mm-hmm. You have to reset it up again. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had just, you know, I had just figured out how to like make additional payments online, and then they were just removed. No, it's not even fucking there anymore. And every they just they make it impossible to talk to anybody. Sure, they don't want to talk to everyone. It's really frustrating. I mean, it seems like so. Let's say you owe you know a hundred thousand dollars on a mortgage. If you if you had a hundred thousand dollars in a bank account, somebody at the fucking bank would talk to you. Right? Probably, they're not just going to treat you like a number. But if you owe somebody that amount of money, I mean, if you owed that amount of money to a bank. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be able to talk to them, but like these companies that are just purchasing mortgages, and that's all they do is they're just mortgage companies. Sure. And it's like I don't even know where they are. They're like in Kentucky or something. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say India. Yeah, that probably that. Um, oh, also right. they moved my house to India, which is super inconvenient. That is inconvenient. All right, uh, does old business happen before or after? No, no, it's not on the schedule, Roy. Oh. Okay. Roy, we got some old business to take care of. We got some What do you mean it's not discuss. on the schedule? The first thing is cocktail. Oh. It is on the schedule. Okay. Well, let's have a cocktail. Okay. This week's cocktail is called the Dr. Jaeger. Dr. Jaeger. One part Dr. Pepper, one part Jaegermeister. Mm-hmm. You know what I've learned from this cocktail, Roy? What is it? Prunes are pretty good for your anus. Really? No. Oh. Is that what Dr. Pepper is made out of? No. It kind of tastes like prunes. Oh. And if you tell somebody that Dr. Pepper is made with prunes, they'll probably believe it for the mm. rest of their life. A warrior soda pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a what do you think? Prunes a warrior's snack. Prunes are a warrior's <clears throat> drink, if you're a Klingon. Oh. That was a wharf thing. He drank prune juice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guinan introduced them to it. But they wouldn't have prunes on... on where did Klingon on Klingon? They, they had a no. I mean, he was on the fucking Enterprise. Yeah, I know, but what? And there they have a prune garden. 
No, they have the machines. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he would like. Why would he characterize prune juice as like a traditional Klingon warrior's? Drink? He didn't. Oh, he uh, just she said that- introduced him to it, and he said, "What is this?" And she explains, you know, it's prune juice, and he tastes it, and he says, "A warrior's drink," and he was into it. Okay. And that's what he drank. Well, because warriors know how important it is to void their bowels before a big battle. I, I think it's because it's kind of like blood. It's not like blood at all. Uh, my my friend Amy uh, once told me that her grandmother used to make this, um, maybe it was Hungarian, this traditional Hungarian duck blood soup. And now they she no longer uses the actual duck blood, but uses prune juice in lieu of duck blood. Well, it might be like duck blood, because I don't know what duck blood is like. It's like chicken blood. No. So if duck blood... I just said okay. Oh, of course. Um, So if duck blood was prune juice, Count Duckula could have actually... Mm -hmm. Because he was a vegetarian vampire. Yeah. You know. But prunes aren't vegetables. Did, Did he also eat... He ate tomatoes, right? So Yeah, well, he mostly ate tomatoes, I think. He mostly had ketchup. <laughs> this is technically fruit. Um, um, I really like Count Duckula. Yeah, me too. I found I found the first season of it on DVD. I, I went into a Borders that was going out of business, and I was like, all right, the only thing I'm going to buy is if, for some fucking reason, they have DVDs of Count Duckula. And that's what they had? And they did, yeah. It's like... Man, that was really wow. surprising. I was joking when I said that. And did that. you buy it then? Yeah, no, I did. Okay. Yeah. How many seasons were there? Boy, I don't know. I can't it's, imagine there were that many Canadian, past one. No, I think it lasted a long time. Really? Yeah, well, I'm going to look it up now. It's it's the longest running cartoon? Yeah, it's, it's, it was longer than Cheers. Uh, Cap Duckula. Uh, British. I thought it was Canadian. Uh, let's see. Fourth fourth season so there were four seasons wow. yeah that's that's Six, impressive 65 episodes of count duckula wow isn't there a box set uh i don't know i only had the season one hmm. that's all they had mm-hmm. <laughs> have you watched it disintegrating borders no okay borders so are just one being season broken is down fine. I, this uh, we live in a world without borders mm-hmm. yeah slowly yeah um <clears throat> this cocktail is pretty good it just reminds me of how much uh, dr pepper kind of tastes like jägermeister but without that tang of sorority girl vomit. Mm-hmm. Because Jaeger tastes like that? No, it just makes sorority, sorority girl girls vomit, vomit. taste like Jaegermeister because there's so much Jaegermeister. <laughs> I see. And you're saying, I don't, I mean, when I you make out with them afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Strawberry Hill. That's like high school girl vomit. Mm-hmm. What's Boone's? Boone's? Boone's is the brand that makes Strawberry Hill. Strawberry Hill is a kind of Boone's. Oh, okay. Boone's Farm is the... I wine with quotes around it. Right. So it's, it's sort of like... It's like, like a, the Kool-Aid colored wine. Yeah, it tastes like clearly Canadian with a very slight amount of alcohol in it. It's pretty, it's pretty good if you're a kid. <laughs> yeah. It's a good drink for babies. That's what they serve at the school near my house. Yeah, good. Good. That's why your one neighbor doesn't like it. No. It's too Italian focused <laughs> with the fancy wine. Uh, yeah, I like it. I would not say that I like it. Um, really? I would yeah. drink it again. I would not. I don't think. Mm. You know, Jägermeister is... I, like, I don't mind the taste of Jägermeister. I, you know, I, and I actually... I, I would say that I like the taste of Jägermeister. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to drink Jägermeister. Like, if, I, if I'm if i going to drink just some straight alcohol like that... I, you I prefer want it to whiskey? I like a good whiskey. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, 
This is just like to me, drinking Jägermeister is a thing you do if your goal is to get drunk. Oh, I thought you were going to say if you're sick. Oh, huh. Because I, never... I, I did that a whole lot when I was coughing in oh, yeah. January. Yeah, it helped. Hmm. Yeah, it tastes, it's kind of medicine y, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it, it is supposed to be kind of like that, a uh, digestive. It's like a runny ointment. <laughs> yeah, did, did I mention that you also rub it all over your body? It's pretty good. It's good for your skin. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what the antlers mean. Because mm-hmm. you know how a, a reindeer will rub its antlers on a tree to get that... The fuzz off. Hamburgers off of it. Don't they make something out of that <laughs> fuzz? There's something that's like a... What would they make? Flocking for uh, Easter, <laughs> no, for Easter model, bunny model banks, ra- model railroad hills. <laughs> um, I was looking at with vegans. If vegans have a model train, um, well, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> they can only use model so, trains. Aren't so they vegans. can't eat any animal products, but they can only use animal products to make terrain for their model trains. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, this the rules is the, are confusing. This is this bridge made out of turkey bones. <laughs> in, well, if this were they use every part real of the scale, it would be like giant dinosaur bones. Sure, they would be. They're just using what was yeah. handy. I mean, that's what they used in uh, bedrock. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lake of the lake of duck's blood. <laughs> they, they really go through a lot of it because it scabs up. Yeah, they, they go skating on it. <laughs> Oh, that's uneven. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really tricky. Ah, oh, man. I was looking at the Jägermeister site, and they make you uh, put in your birth date before you can look at the site. That is true of almost every alcohol <clears throat> site. And I do not understand why. Why would that matter? It it's doesn't. It's not like you can drink it. No, it doesn't. The... But So I think if... To promote so it. So by doing that... You are saying, all right, we are not, no matter no matter how many video games there are on our website, no matter how many colorful cartoon characters there are saying, hey, babies, drink Jägermeister, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you have to tell them that you're at least 21 mm-hmm. to look at the website, sure. they cannot be sued for advertising to minors. I guess so. It did not look like it was advertising to minors either. No, I know. They never do. It was black and serious. It's just... Uh, it looked like a club. January 1st. And then one flick of the mouse wheel down in the year wheel. That's when I was born. Every goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put in a fake date, too. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking nonsense. It's all right. I hate the internet. I don't hate the internet. I kind of hate the internet. Right, I'm conflicted about the internet. Yeah, I know. Uh, do we have some old business to take care of? Uh, all old business is too old for old business, but we did get some letters in the mail. Did we? Yeah. Here, look at this. Whoa. This is a very special letter. Have you already opened this? Uh huh. What? How? Oh, you it's opened it at the, on the end. Side. Wow! It's a it's a wax sealed with an wax H. seal. Well, look at this. Are we? Where we? Did we get invited to a wedding? We sure did. Huh? Are we gonna go to Lawrenceburg, Kentucky? Um, I forget the date. I don't think the date is something that I can go to. Yeah, I think maybe it's in June, and I don't think that I can go to it either. But what a wonderful, uh, yeah, wonderful thing. we need to send a, a kind reply. We do. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, are there, well, there's a lot of pieces in here. Yeah, it's regular wedding. 
invitation. It's a really beautiful invitation, also. It's got some skeletons on it. Who, who is it for? Read the first uh, names. Amber, Robin. No, Amber and Jeremy. <laughs> Amber and Jeremy. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Amber and Jeremy. It was nice of you to invite us to your wedding. Yeah. With a fancy wax sealed thing. Yeah, we'll send them something cool. Whoa, was that thing right there? Oh, thing from the mail? And no. Oh, uh, that's something else. And we also got this. <laughs> Roy and Zach, here are some Girl Scout cookies for you to enjoy without the worry that someone will think you're a child molester. Enjoy Cookie Pusher in Prescott. Thank you. <laughs> and this is one of our friends from, from Prescott. Oh. She knows who she is. Well, great. Huh, I think I might, too, based on the handwriting. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay. It's, it's on the return. No. <laughs> well, I did buy a bunch of uh, I did buy a bunch of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, anyway. also. I don't remember how. Where'd you buy them? I don't remember. Did you go to like a game store <coughs> where they always have Girl Scout cookies for the same reason? Oh, they just buy yeah, they just buy crates of them directly from the manufacturer, so they mm-hmm. don't have to talk to girls. No, I think I bought them from some little girl, like some girls that were small enough that it wasn't that I didn't have to worry about it. What kind are these? Uh, Thin mints, yeah. yeah. Those are going in the freezer. Are you in the freeze Thin Mints camp or the don't eat Thin Mints camp? Uh, I'm more in the don't care so much camp. Okay. I'll eat them. All right. They're well, fine if they're frozen. Well, here's what we do. When we get down the stairs after this show, we're going to put this one in the freezer. We're going to take another one out of the freezer. You're going to eat one out of the freezer. Oh, fresh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fresh frozen. Or we can do a side-by-side comparison. We sure. Can a, we can eat a Samoa and then a frozen Thin Mint and think both of those things are good. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, is that is that all that showed up in the mail? What is this? What is this cake? Oh, thing? that's that's for later. Oh, okay. Um, is this like a puzzle that you're for no. your child? Oh, uh, yes, it could be. Well, gosh, thanks for the mail, everybody. What's that? Is that a postcard? Oh, these are postcards. Are they that's questions? Un- are they- yes, that's okay, under so postcards. We'll get to them later. Oh wow, I should have read ahead. In the hey, did you watch your movie? Did you watch the movie? I did. You did? Yeah, I watched it today. Awesome. Um. So now we do a little segment called Advice Hot Dog at the Movies. Yeah, this uh, year's movie is Iron Sky. This I year's? Not... We're only doing one this year. <clears throat> well, you announced this a really long time ago. Yeah. I was not expecting what it was at all. Yeah. I did not realize that it was, a, I didn't realize that it was funny. Oh, okay. I, did, I thought that it was a totally earnest it's Supposed to be thing. serious. Yeah, and it... <sighs> It's, it was a weird movie. Should, it was a very weird movie. Yes, it was. Um, Came out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts out with a couple, a couple of astronauts on the moon. One of whom is a black guy who clearly doesn't know anything about being an astronaut. Right. And one of the astronauts is like, "Yep, we found some helium three And then he's like, "What the fuck?" And he looks over a ridge and sees a big Nazi base on the moon. And then he gets shot in the face with a Luger. Mm-hmm. A uh, space luger. Yeah, and then the and then the black guy gets kidnapped by Nazis, who they don't like him because he's black. They'd never even seen a black guy. Well, some of them had heard of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. God. This because a was, lot of the people this on the super fucking weird. Uh, At the end, the bottle of anti-albinizer. Uh, oh, hey. Uh, should we say that? We spoilers say abound. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers abound. <clears throat> so yeah, the Nazis went to the moon in 1945 and had been raising a generation of, mm-hmm. of new Nazis. But then it seems like some of the people that are on the base 
um, have been told that the Nazis were kind of a force of good. And because of the younger people, mm -hmm, because they have that whole thing about watching uh, Charlie Chaplin's The the Great Dictator. Right. But they watched it as a short film. Right. It's like 15 minutes long. And then later on, when she's on Earth, she sees the full version and is just sort of flabbergasted by Nazis. Yeah. It had had some really cool moments that it apparently won some awards for the visual effects, too. They were pretty good. So the movie cost, I looked it up. It was very Stargate. The movie had a 7.5 million euro budget, Hmm. much of which, I guess like 10% of which was crowdfunded. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of like... I don't know if it was Kickstarter or if it was just like a something like an uh, you know an independent fan led thing. It was, and then it it looked like from what I saw, did it ever come out in theaters in the U.S.? I don't think so, but I remember seeing a trailer on yeah. IMDb a few years ago. I remember seeing trailers at movie theaters. Really for it? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it did a, a few art houses. Well, and so I mean, it really depends on distribution. Wikipedia did not seem to think that it made any money here. Huh. It didn't. It didn't look like it made back what it cost. It's so weird that something like that would get made. It is so fucking weird. It, it is such a weird fucking movie, Roy. Did you, did you also notice that um, it was a German, Finnish, French, and maybe Canadian uh, production? Like it was, I think it was British. I think it was British. Yeah. Is it British? Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and they couldn't have any. Sw- they they could not film in Germany with any swastikas. <laughs> they couldn't then, bring the stuff in. Yeah, but apparently they figured out a way around that after talking to the talking to the inglorious bastards people. Yeah, who figured out a loophole. I mean, I was in a short film in Germany that had uh, swastikas. <laughs> okay, so what's the there? No, the customs officer wouldn't let uh, stuff come in. I see. So you just had to make it, or I guess so. I don't know. Well, how did you get it? Did you just find it? I don't know. I, I wasn't the one in charge of the stuff. It was like a World War II story. And I know they rented a few tanks and stuff. There are collectors in Germany that have a bunch of real, you know, memorabilia, like real stuff. Like it was a real tank. The only German that I care about is that guy that makes the slingshot videos. Yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> I'm glad that you are familiar with those. Uh, Rydette says on Twitter, it was everything I wanted a space Nazi movie to be and more. Ashley says, Iron Sky is amazing. Space Nazis, a real threat. Mm-hmm. Um, Lone Goldfish says, this is long. We were having our bad movie night in our apartment and, int- and intended to watch The Room, but sadly they don't want anyone to actually watch that movie without buying it on DVD. So we hit up Netflix to see what we could get into. In the suggestions, because we watched Barbarella, was Iron Sky, the description for which contained two words, moon and Nazi. The movie was possibly the best bad movie of the last decade. While it had pop culture references, the downfall scene was a little forced. I don't actually know what that... I didn't think that was forced. It's um, the lady who was doing the PR for uh, Sarah Palin, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, president. Uh, She sends out all of the support staff and then yells at all of her, you know, like heads of departments. Oh, and that's, that's supposed the scene to be from downfall. Yeah, where he sends everyone out and then he yells about how no one's going to Burning Man this year. Have you ever seen that one? I've seen a bunch of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody ever pulled a Jack Black and winked at the camera claiming to be in on the joke. The world actually felt fairly internally consistent on one watching with characters acting on motivations and conflict arising from their interactions. So my conclusions from this rant are that bad movies need to make at least an earnest attempt at the basics of filmmaking and storytelling even if they get that wrong to be a good bad movie. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get the sense that anything in this was, like, supposed to be a 
camp. I mean, I guess it was campy. It reminded me of um, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I really didn't like it mm-hmm. at all. But you didn't like it because of the acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Boy, did I not. But it wasn't funny, right? That was a serious version, and this had the same level of detail and care, but it was funny. But this was only... There was only a little bit of funny stuff. I mean, like, Sure, but it was enough to... The situation was funny more than anything. Well, I thought that I don't know. It it seemed like the situation was not particularly funny. I mean, the situation really? was implausible, but it was implausible in Nazis like a, from the moon that get their big base working were, because so of an iPad. I thought, based on the preview, that it was a race of aliens attacking who had like built their culture up around World War II radio transmissions or something. Oh, like, really? That they really were space Nazis. And I was like, okay, that's oh. weird. But this was this was kind of plausible. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it is it is not out of the question that in the 40s tech could have been devised that allowed a self-sustaining colony to be established on the moon, right? I mean, we haven't done it yet, but that wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. And Who's to say that we couldn't have if that's all we were trying to do? Well, you really, I mean, who's because, to say they're not there now? Well, sure. But, I mean, you know, like like more implausible things than that were invented in very short order during that period of time. Sure. Driven by, you know... Need. Driven by those needs, yeah. And And so I didn't think that it was... I did not think that the movie had a ludicrous premise. Like, I didn't think that the idea of Sarah Palin being president you know, six years from now is a ludicrous premise. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That, I wasn't saying that it was, but this is what I'm saying. None of the, mm. the idea of a poster that says black to the moon that like your campaign strategy hinges on sending a good looking black dude to the moon. Okay. That was, that was a pretty silly. <laughs> uh-huh. That was a pretty silly first order premise of the thing. And the, mm, I, well, you know, um, I, I think that is also plausible. Sure. As a campaign maneuver, yeah. I, I could see something like that being being the case. So, I mean, that guy was comic relief, but that's probably how a guy would act in that situation. Sure. Right? He also saves the day. Sure. I mean, he saves the moon. Well, right? I mean, he saves the day once he is made into a white guy. I don't know if I like what this is saying about... Yeah, but he goes back to being yeah, a black after, dude. Afterwards, when he just is becomes the guy that's going to fuck all the white women... Uh, this is it's not helping okay anything man he's it, always who he is the the woman i don't the, i don't like the publicist sure yeah i character I didn't necessarily like, like her that was lot. really I, I liked um the german lady that character was absurd. i mean is she german maybe the moon moon german descent lady her, her name she was born in france uh, her name is julia dietz Mm-hmm. So should, that's could be German. The actress. Yeah. Well, and I'm saying in the story. You know what's super weird? This is a thing that I thought of um, during during this movie. It is weird how you can take somebody who looks totally normal, like a person that you mm-hmm. would see on the street, and just with like hair and makeup, make them look like a super woman weird from the 40s. Oh, and, sure. Like. You know, I think about like, all right, did, did they paint a stripe on her back calf? <laughs> I don't get, I don't get it. For nylons. Oh, okay. Couldn't, wouldn't they just maybe put her in 
No, no they can't afford it. They're they're expensive. Okay, they didn't take any chocolate to the moon, so they weren't able to trade them for nylons. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, you know, you think about like, all right, well, this is like this is what girls look like in pictures of you know twenty year old girls from the sixties, and like mm-hmm. this is what pictures of flappers look like, and the idea that like women don't look fundamentally different, like dudes are pretty much dudes. Right, sure, like, but the style, you know, style changes a little bit, right? Like you, you would don't recognize see, someone from the '40s to someone from the '60s. You would maybe, but there are also there are also a lot of people that, like, if you took off the hat and the color and the picture was in color, they would not look different. Sure, like just right. you know, guys' haircuts haven't changed that much. Guys don't wear makeup and never did, so there's not that much variation, mm-hmm. right? You didn't see a lot of guys in pictures that had shaved heads right like that's that is a thing that has only been really acceptable in the last 20 years like if you start Mm. going bald just shave your head and that's a perfectly acceptable way to operate now sure which it was not you know you -hmm. you just had to be a bald guy with a bozo haircut (laughs) like (laughs) rainbow colored Uh white grease paint everywhere big big red nose yep um but it was, I was, it was striking, like, when it's like, all right, now she's been living in modern Earth for three years, and she just looks like a normal hot girl. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. And the crazy costume that the woman puts on With when she the becomes feathers. the spaceship commander. And I love that, like, oh, right, it turns out that every other, every other country Already has armed had. spaceships, too. <laughs> sure. I like the variety of the spaceships, though. Like, I thought that was, that was interesting, that they weren't just... A design and everyone had their own, you know, their own flag on it, but yeah. they were all very different looking. It was a scathing cool. critique of North Korea. Oh, sure. And the North Korean yeah. guy's like, oh, it's us. Everybody's like, ha ha ha, sit down. <laughs> <sighs> I heard on the radio today that um, Kim Jong un is called um, in China by many people the third fatty. And they called his father the second fatty and Kim Jong-sung, the grandfather, the first fatty. Okay. I thought that was funny. He is kind of fat. Yeah, that's the primary problem with him. I watched Iron Sky on Netflix. I was disappointed that it focused on character development. I wanted to see more invasion and less self-aware humor. Thanks for the show, Larry Linguini. Um, Huh. No, no, no spaceships. Yeah, you know, I liked the character mm-hmm. i like the characters in the show the spaceships were like okay but it you know did you like it when he uh the astronaut opened up the airlock and it blew uh <laughs> it blew her dress dead. yeah i don't know that it kind of that seemed kind of real yeah but it also seemed a little expl- like the, the, god man I, I i've spent too much time in san francisco spent too much time reading sensitive <laughs> things on the internet you're and too I, in touch with your feelings i feel like this movie maybe maybe this movie could have used some work in its portrayal of women hmm well um it was portraying a culture that moved to the moon in the 40s and had uh stayed the same and not developed oh right but i think the least flattering female character by far was the pr lady who mm, was sure. just like so it's either she was like, supposed to be cutthroat, either like least, vicious no. cutthroat or helplessly desperate to fuck a dude, mm-hmm. and then when that dude doesn't want to fuck her, becomes a like a murderous warmonger. Mm-hmm. 
like just bluntly and sure. openly driven by revenge. Like, sure, like, oh, her character on. was like, this ex- is, extremely this is flat. Just like, right. I mean, it's like, oh, wait, now, oh, look, 50 years later, she's the crone. Like, right. you know, there's not not a lot of... <laughs> she can see the future. Yeah. Uh, the best she characters cat- were cackles. the two main characters that were the most developed. Yeah. I liked Adler. He mm-hmm. at least he knew where he was coming from. Sure, he did. God, this is a fucking weird movie, Roy. <laughs> it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, no, I have me to too. Say that. Me the, too. The, I, I enjoyed it very much, and I want to say thank you, Larry, for the <clears throat> suggestion. Um, hey, are you ready for the segment of the show that we call Topics? I am, but first, I want to say, um, if you want to send us oh, yeah. some more movie suggestions, please do. And I want to say that our next movie will be Death Kappa. And that's available at crunchyroll.com, but you have to make an account to watch it. Is crunchyroll.com a website about the movie Death Kappa? No, it just has a bunch of Asian uh, programs and movies on it. Okay. Gotcha. I haven't watched it yet. What's Death Kappa about? I don't know. It was suggested by, um, uh, who suggested it? Mulder? Okay. I, I forget Mulder's first name right now. The illustrator? Yeah. Joanna. Joanna. Thank okay. you. Um, uh, Joanna Mulder, I'm, I apologize for blanking on your first name, um, sent us this sh- suggestion. She said that uh, okay. it is very touching. I just wanted to make sure that this wasn't some like some like internet nerd telling us we should watch some fucking anime. No. Okay. No. Good. This is not it because that's. No. I, I think it's guys no. in rubber suits. Because normally, if a movie has like death and then just another word, mm-hmm. that's probably some fucking mm-hmm. anime. Death Note. Sure. De- death Moon. Death One Half. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Death Piece Hunter. Sure. Mm-hmm. De- yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Death Tech. Death Skate. <laughs> Topics. Topics. Roy, what's this week's topic? Pinball this, this machines. <laughs> what is this week? <laughs> sure. Uh, what do you think about them? Yeah, awesome or what? Yeah. We fucking. I, you know what I really like is moving them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like lifting them up and putting them in a truck, and then uh, later on putting them out of a truck. <clears throat> yeah, putting them out. Um, I really got into it. Not just the moving part. Um, I could see why people are get into pinball machines. Mm-hmm. Like uh, shit goes wrong with them, and you have to fix it. But it's kind of like working on a Volkswagen. You know, like it's you open it up, and everything is just right there. Yeah, well, you understand it. It's not you know like an LCD screen that you you're not going to fix an LCD screen. You have to get a new one. Sure. If the LCD Although, screen in your pinball machine breaks, yeah, you're you to get, get a new one. one. Yeah. But all the other stuff is, it's kind of neat. It's springs and mm-hmm. donk, donkles. And, um, some ch- n- n- some donkles? Nun- nunchucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe the nunchucks fell down. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I like them. I, I don't think I'm going to buy one. Yeah, I don't think you I should. I was lent one, though. Were Did you? I tell you that? No. Uh, <clears throat> the guys from Firebird Pinball uh, packed up their entire truck and then 
realized that they had missed one last uh, cocktail uh, pinball machine, the Caribbean Cruise. Do you remember seeing oh, that? That weird octagon one? Uh-huh. Oh, so bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, you can have this. And I told them. <laughs> just get it away from me. <clears throat> just jokingly, hey, my, my truck is just outside. We can just put it in there. And the two dudes jumped on the chance. And said, "Yeah, you can keep it at your house for a month. We'll we'll come and get it later." <laughs> so now I have that in my living room. Fuck. Well, you probably get real good at it. Mm, yeah, I've tried. Man, we should play some Champion Pub before you go. Oh sure, I'll play a game. Yeah. Uh, dear advice, hot dog. Postcard. Shit, Roy. Here you go. Okay. Uh, greetings from Rabbit Hash. Says this postcard. Dudes, last time my boyfriend and I drove to Kentucky from Wisconsin, I caught him up on every Advice Hot Dog episode to date. This time, there were only two new ones for him to hear. You're killing me. My question, what else can I listen to that will make me laugh as hard as Advice Hot Dog? Thank you. P.S. We spent a week in this place called Rabbit Hash. It's real, as odd as the photo suggests, and has a dog named Lucy Lou as their elected mayor. Lucy Lou. Elsa and... I can't read what the second name says. And her... Boyfriend. Picasso Tegan. Picasso Tegan. Yes. Elsa and her Picasso Tegan. Okay. Um, I think a Picasso is a kind of dog, and her dog is named Tegan. Oh. What about the boyfriend? Oh, is I, the boyfriend the dog? I Well, I don't think that you would ever refer to your boyfriend as your Picasso. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, that's... Yeah. Okay. Sure. She her, could be her handwriting... I, I have to compliment you on this. Your handwriting looks like a, a computer printed it out. Like, this is a font. It's very exact. Yeah, maybe maybe Elsa works as a comic letterer. Oh, it could be. I'm sorry that we haven't recorded any episodes. Yeah, me too. I'm glad that you're traveling. Yeah, me too. What other uh, what other podcast do you listen to? Uh, always, I would say you look nice today. You look nice today is going off the air though. Yeah, again they just recorded their last one. Yeah, Adam had a baby. Yeah, and he doesn't have time to do podcasts anymore. Yeah, that's what, what happens. Fuck. He may he may get back to it. Mm-hmm. I sent him an email to congratulate him. Yeah. Didn't you send him a gift? I did. I sent him a, Congratulations a diaper bag. Congratulations on fucking up your podcast. I hate you. That is not what I wrote him. Okay. I said, you're going to love being a father. But that was the subtext. You're going to love being a father instead of doing <laughs> podcasts ever. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Dear Advice Hot Dog, Zach, if you were an Autobot, what would you transform into? Roy, same question, but you're a Decepticon. Yours sincerely, Wondering in Wellington. What's this pot? Oh, man. What would I turn into? Hmm. So this is from New Zealand. All right. Really? Yeah, there's a Tuatara from the Otorohanga Kiwi House. There's Whoa. a lot of words. A lot of very foreign sounding words on this postcard. I don't trust it. <clears throat> I would... So I think if I were an Autobot, I would want to be the Autobot that I had that was a three-way transformer that could either be a tank or a fighter plane. Oh, okay. Because then you can really, you can go anywhere. Sure. And Decepticons can be anything? Any of them can be anything. There was Megatron, who but was just a gun. But aren't Autobots supposed to be autos? Well, they're good guys. <laughs> yeah, but they're all cars, right? Oh, I see. So they're like, like that auto- was the whole point? Oh, so like, cars are good, lying is bad, <laughs> is the inherent message. Exactly. Okay. Airplanes are lying. Okay. Well, no, I mean, it's auto. One, one was... They have an autopilot. Autoerotic bot. <laughs> okay, you're going to be like a plastic bag and a bottle of hand lotion. Yep. 
It's good. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an endless wank. <laughs> but the problem is that you lie around for a long time before anyone uses you. Yeah, you got a slice of lime. It's um. Dear Advice Hot Dog, I have discovered the glory that is the bento box. I've been bringing my lunch in a bento box lately, and I have three different women strike up conversations with me about it. I am married, so this advice is of no use to me, but I thought other faithful Advice Hot Dog listeners might be able to benefit from my discovery. Also, they'll probably start eating better if they're bringing their lunch to work. Sincerely, Researching and Reston. That is totally true. My daughter has a wooden bento box with wooden sushi in it. She fucking loves it. Huh. Ladies love bento boxes. I think I might have seen a talk... I saw a talk at GDC by a guy who was, he worked in the video games industry, but he came to it from a wooden toy company that made wooden, like, does the chops, do the chopsticks have Velcro on them to pick up the These don't objects? have chopsticks. Oh. I don't think so. They might. Mm. Anyway, uh, he showed us all these some wooden the toys things. that he had made and they were fucking rad. Was it Doug, Doug and Melissa? I don't know. That's where this one's from. Okay. Um, bento box, huh? Yeah. You do eat better if you make your own lunch. You do. Because you do. can't make a fucking hamburger every day for lunch. <laughs> like, you're not going to like, oh, I'll, I'll just make a pizza. <laughs> like I have done that you, before. You don't have all the shit for that at work. <clears throat> right. It's leftovers, though. Right? Uh-huh. When I bring lunch, it's what I made the night before. Yeah. I mean, for me, Plus that some would just, extra things. For me, that would just have to be like half a beer <laughs> from <laughs> That's the what Outback you had for Steakhouse. Dinner. Yeah. That's where most of the calories in my dinner come from is beer at the Outback Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. But you take some home with you? <laughs> no, I, I'm saying if I did, I have a that's cup? what it would be. Yeah, I always joke about that. About getting a to-go, a to-go cup, cup for, for your yeah. beer. Hi there, advice mans. I recently got rehired at a company where I used to work. However, pretty much as soon as I signed on with them, a better job that I applied for on a why not kind of basis has called me in for the final round of interviews. And if I get it, I'd be leaving my other position after working there for about a week. I feel like kind of an asshole for doing this, and I'm wondering whether that feeling is at all justified. I want the better job, but I also don't want to ruin the relationship with the people that I know and at least uh, and that I think I at least think like me. What would you guys recommend? Thanks, guys. Job anxiety in Australia. You got to take the job that you want, man. Like yeah. you can't, you can't let that sort of guilt. Well, all you have to do is talk to the boss that just hired you, and you explain. Yeah, just explain. It's like, oh man, I'm sorry. I applied for this other job that I really, you know, I didn't expect to get, so I took this one, but I got super lucky, and I just, I gotta, I gotta follow my heart on this, boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta chase my bliss. I mm-hmm. gotta chase the the dragon, and. This other job is just they have smoking like opium, fucking free opium in the break room. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, it's like, like you get some cots and it's just permanent vacation. That's better than the free sodas you're offering. Yeah. Uh, hey, ho dogs, how's it going? Recently, I found myself drinking more and more. It's something about which I'm not sure how to feel. I'm working an eight-hour day, five-day-a-week job answering telephones, which perhaps unrealistically I find really degrading. I spend my off hours writing, trying to break into the comics industry. Not sure how it all started, but for the last year or so, I found it more and more difficult to get through the day without downing 10 or 12 beers. I earn a decent wage, so it's not a drain on my funds, and, and surprisingly, it seems to strengthen my artistic output. But I'm worried I might, uh, but I'm worried I'm what one might call a functioning alcoholic, and I guess I'd rather not be any kind of alcoholic. That's a stigma where perhaps it's worth taking the public's consideration into account, you know. Interested in both your opinions, as artists that enjoy a good drink, Zach, you're totally an artist, despite what you may think. How has alcohol affected both of your works? What about when you both work Joe jobs? Sincerely, quite alcohol-ridden in Queensland, Australia. Queensland, Australia. Hmm. Yeah, I have to agree that um, 
before I did used to drink more, but I also would didn't have shit to do in the morning. Yeah. I did, and I just powered through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I well, think about the a- first... age changes that. Yeah. I think about the first couple of years that we were here when we were in our 20s, mm-hmm. and how I would... I would regularly go, go be through out. a twenty-four pack a night. <laughs> no, but we would regularly be out drinking at a party until five or six in the morning, and I'd maybe have to go to work at nine. Sure, and it'd be okay. Yeah, it's what the fuck. Um, I would say if it's something that you're worrying about, you know, s- start drinking nine beers instead of twelve. So it's it's weird, the notion of doing creative work and drinking has changed a lot for me over time. Like once, once my creative work became my day job, Mm -hmm. you stopped mixing the two, right? I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it is because like when I was working my day job and then I would come home at night, like working on video games was the fun. It served the same purpose as drinking. It was like, this is how I unwind is by doing this like immensely fulfilling creative work. But once it became a job, it's still fulfilling, but it's still a job. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself drinking a lot less than I, than I used to. And I don't ever really work and drink. I mean, I drink when I'm doing podcasts because I get, I'm, I feel like it, cuts down the nervousness that makes the shows worse sure if i have some drinks first but it also makes the shows terrible like sometimes i listen to them and i'm like god damn i'm fucking slurring my speech just a little bit oh. and it makes me sound like even more of an asshole that's what i sound normally mm. um i have found that my output slows down if i do drink and try to do creative work like intensively creative work like now i do not drink a whole lot if i'm actually trying to do artwork i'll drink a little bit but i i try to keep it down you know like a couple beers a night will be fine you know what i did the other day that i've never done is i smoked a little bit of pot and then did some work Mm -hmm. like some some sort of like overall direction i was like trying to figure out what the next like step of this stuff that we were working on was and I smoked some pot and I sat there thinking about it for a little bit. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to go write down what we're doing next. And I felt like it was super incoherent, but I also felt like it was pretty good ideas were coming out of it. And then the next mm-hmm. day I looked at it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. Really? This is like, just, this is like I just got a present from Jesus where somebody that I don't remember doing this huh. did this work for me. That's interesting. I don't know that I would do that again, though. That's kind of scary. That's a that's a hole I don't want to go down. Sure. I really don't want to depend, turn depending really on wanna, something. No, it's not depending on it. I just really don't want to turn into a stoner. Like you already wear flip-flops. I do. I and my I haven't washed my hair in 4 or 5 years. Sure. Yeah. Um I heard a story on the radio today about a situation like that, like the guys who put the Nick Drake song on the Volkswagen commercial that made Nick Drake really famous years after his death do you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about well there's a song that they put on there that you know put him on the map and apparently they were going to go with a totally different song by the church and the night right before the presentation the dude the head guy smoked a little pot and then he was listening to that song and decided no we got to put this song on there and they did and volkswagen loved it and then nick drake is now a thing that people know about 
N- not you, but uh, sure. other people. Yeah, people who have television. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. If if you feel like you, you know the song, yeah, I'm sure I do. If you feel like drinking increases your creative output, then it probably does. And if you're worried that it's diminishing it, then it probably is. And if you feel both of those things at the same time, it's probably a wash. Hmm. You know? I mean, there are certain things for which drink... For me, there are certain things for which drinking has a, has a like, a very U-shaped function, right? Playing pool. I am a significantly better pool player after two beers than I am after zero beers or six beers. Really? Yeah. You found the sweet spot. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there just is a sweet spot. I think a lot of that has to do with, like steadying your hands which is Mm. a real thing Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like i'd probably also be a better surgeon after a couple of beers sure um you know what i haven't tried is uh doing art like doing kol's artwork after a couple beers i wonder if that would i wonder if that would make my you should try my drawing hand less shaky Dear hot dog stronauts, I want to start working out, but I'm afraid of the gym. Every time I go, I get irrationally anxious, dizzy, and my heart races. Working out outside fills me with terror as well. How can I overcome my anxiety, or how can I exercise in secret? Thanks. Not good in crowds in North Carolina. Shovel glove, man. You oh, gotta yeah? find it. Yeah, you should explain that. Uh, no, just go to just search <clears throat> for shovel glove. It's the it's, it's the same guy that that uh, published the no s diet. It's this this way of working out by just swinging a sledgehammer around, pretending you're doing stuff, mm-hmm. going to the bank. <laughs> I'm milking a cow. Uh, you could also do stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, so the only way that I found to ever exercise, like I feel you. I would. I hate the gym, and I would mm-hmm. never go to the gym. I wouldn't either for this reason. Like and. I always found, like, when I tried to do cardio early on, when I just was really in bad shape, like, my heart would speed up, and I would think, oh, fuck, my heart's going to explode, and I'm going to die. I guess I better not ever exercise. Which is the purpose of it. Yeah, but you just have to, like, your fucking heart is not going to, like, I'm not a doctor, but probably if you're, like, in your 20s, your, your heart is probably not going to explode if you run too fast or too far so uh-huh. you just do it a few times and then you stop having that shit happen like you get in a little bit better shape and you stop hurting all the time and paying attention to your body and you stop freaking out mm-hmm. that has been my experience at least i was uh positing to my colleagues the other day when we were moving all these pinball machines and arcade uh, cabinets you know what if that was our job moving all this stuff and uh Wes said my arms hurt a whole lot and I said yes they hurt now but what about next week or the week after we'd be fine it'd be like working out but you get paid for it and then you don't have to go to a stupid gym which I do not go to yeah. because it's a stupid gym yeah no fuck that man I don't think that anybody should ever buy a gym membership because it's always a fucking waste of money no there are people who love a, it there was a period of time where Kevin was disciplined enough that his gym membership was not a waste of money but it eventually became one for him he really? at least recognized it and turned it off and everybody else is like no I need to keep paying for this because it'll make me like feeling stupid about wasting this money we'll make it so I go but, but no, they don't not, go. You're not going to fucking go. You, like the only exercise that you're going to do is you're going to figure out some exercise that you don't mind doing. Because if it's some bullshit that you, it's the same thing with diet. If it's some bullshit that you have to force yourself to do every time, you're not you going to stay do with it. it. Like it's just people don't work that way. And no matter how you think, no matter how strongly you feel like you should be able to do it, you probably can't because nobody can. Which is why you need to do it in the first place. So 
I started biking to work sometimes, and mm-hmm. that was that was just a huge boom because it's just like a thing that you're doing, and it has sure. you know when you're done, and you have no choice but to finish once you and start just doing it every day. Yeah. Going on hikes is another way to do that, right? Just sure. walk until you're tired, and you got to fucking walk back because it's either that or you just die in the woods. And you're not going to choose to do that. Sure. Right? I mean, you could so, just walk in the city and then call a cab. You could, but that's what I'm you suggesting. Know, like uh, urban, urban hiking. I'm suggesting don't okay. do that. Cause, because then what well, you should start, have plenty of water. Because then what you're going to start doing is like, I'm going to get my cardio for today. And you're just going to call a cab to get there and then call a cab to get back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alzheimer's disease is another good way to like walk somewhere and then you think you're walking home but you're actually just walking further away from your house mm, uh, so mm-hmm. you get a lot of good cardio sure. when you uh, are when but you, you have, have to wait for that to happen don't remember no. where you live yeah I don't think you can induce Alzheimer's you can go make out with people with Alzheimer's disease and try to catch it um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salutations, hot dogs. I'm spending a weekend in Paris with my American girlfriend next month, and it's her first time visiting La Belle Capitale de France. Being a Brit with a Francophilic father, I've seen pretty much everything Paris has to offer, so I'd like a less biased American perspective. What were the things you most enjoyed seeing in Paris when you were there? Um, hmm. I liked the... Ah, uh, fuck. There's a museum that we went to that was not the Louvre, it wasn't the d'orsay d'orsay it wasn't no. d'orsay it was it was a more modern it was a more modern art focused one the building was super super boring from okay. the outside it was just a big rectangle might have been d'orsay uh the cat fucking catacombs were my favorite mm, i did not go to the catacombs and that i wish was, i had my favorite thing is i mean i don't know i don't know how into skulls your girlfriend is but if if you're into skulls man do not miss the fucking cat like that's the only time I've ever seen even like a couple skulls in one place. Sure. And this was like two million skulls in one place. Oh wow. Can you see too many skulls at one time? Boy, I don't know. I mean I saw a lot. I saw maybe the most I mean like I'm like been to Cambodia, but I saw the most skulls I think you can see without at, at like, one time. Yeah, without without like, your heart exploding. Sure, yeah. That it was fucking scary. Though. Was it? Yeah, well, like they're just there, right? There, there aren't any barriers oh, or anything. Being, oh it's yeah, just... yeah, no. You, like you could just fuck, fuck, fucking pick them up and juggle them. Like you'd get kicked out. There's people there who would probably <laughs> yell at you if you did that. But I think they'd do more you, than yell at you. You could totally like you take they'd some, beat you with a bone with a femur. You could steal some teeth probably if you wanted to. No, they're just fucking piled up like firewood. It. They're piled up like firewood, but in order to get to where they are, you have to go down like, I don't know, a hundred feet of spiraling stone stairs like you're going into a fucking dungeon. And then you walk like a quarter mile or half a mile in this like just fucking stone passageway that you have to keep like ducking. If you're us, you have to keep ducking your head because they weren't made for people who are as tall as us. You just hit your head on the fucking ceiling. Is it all uneven? Every once in a while, though, there are these like ventilation cracks that were dugs. And so you'll like, you'll like be moving along and suddenly you'll like feel some air from the surface and be like, Oh right. I am way the fuck underground. Wow. These tunnels were dug like a thousand years ago. This is fucking, this is, what if sc- there's a fire? This is scary as shit. Well, there's nothing to burn. Uh, well, there. you said they're, they're uh, bones piled like cordwood bone fires. Yeah. And then you just, you keep going and you keep going, and you keep going. And then there's a sign that's like, look out, this is the kingdom of the dead. And then you just, it's like just fucking pillars with bones in patterns like this is just a wall that's made of femurs 
and then skulls set into places to make like a cross. Like that corn palace in, uh, is it Kansas where they make those every year? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. You know, I really liked, uh, we, you know, we, we stayed in Montmartre um, and just being in like a hotel room on Montmartre where you can look down over the city at night, it's pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, just seeing. I just saw the Eiffel Tower. It's hmm. whatever. Like seeing the Eiffel Tower is basically like seeing a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Notre Dame was neat. It's like the Grand Canyon. Like it was neat to like it's neat to like go into cathedral. Like basically Paris like is cool. Too. Paris is cool because there are a lot of like very video game environments for you to explore. <laughs> Only it's real. It's like, oh, here's this doorway that leads down to the catacombs of this cathedral. What? Okay. <laughs> That's that's where I'm going because that's where I will begin to level up my sword fighting skills. Sure. Um, Remember and take your sword then. Yeah, exactly. They, I mean, they, they, they issued them to you. I did like going up into the Eiffel Tower. Oh, yeah? I didn't go up into the Eiffel oh, Tower. Oh, that's cool. There's a cafe on the second floor. You can have a coffee. Oh, yeah. You can also send a postcard from there. Uh, you know what I like about Paris? Uh, a lot of bars where you stand up. Hmm. That's pretty good. Okay. I enjoyed more than I thought I would just standing, having a beer. Oh, okay. You can get a Lef everywhere. Pretty much every place has a Lef on tap, which is actually pretty good beer Mm -hmm. for being on, you know. I don't think I was old enough to drink beer when, well, that wouldn't have mattered. (laughs) It wasn't on my mind. (laughs) When I went there the first time, I was completely alone, and I was staying in a tiny room in a seminary. Mm. And uh, it was not that much fun for me. Oh, you can go see Jim Morrison's grave. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Damn spot. It. It's like, seriously, you can't even, like... that. That's not there anymore, You have right? to ruin... Your fucking poster has to ruin every dorm room in America, and your music has to ruin every radio station, every public space where they're <laughs> oh, playing Oh, you're speaking music. to Jim Morrison seriously, right you now. You can't just fucking leave Paris alone. Like, even in death, you have to make... You have to make Paris just a little bit lamer. Mm-hmm. By I, I thought they removed his uh, gravestone because of that. Everybody, everybody kept leaving joints <laughs> sitting on top of it. Oh, God, here well, you go, asshole. Joints. <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah, have a have a great trip. <laughs> the, although the cemeteries are are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. If you like, just because there are cats. so many elaborate. Uh, so many elaborate like mausoleums and stuff like and you know there's, there's just there's if like, you're into death the way that zach is yeah so what you want to do is go see all the bones and then go see all the cemeteries mm-hmm. and then um and then write an anime called uh, death cemetery or death tower death catacomb uh you could go to uh if you if you want to spend some money uh the the show and dinner at the moulin rouge was pretty good mm. there's a lot of tits Really? Yeah. How it's many? just like like thirteen? Yeah. No, like probably a hundred and a hundred and thirteen. Really? It's like the rock cats yeah. with tits? No, it's crazy. It's just like all right, here's like there's just like fifty girls. There was one uh one exactly one black girl and her breasts were like three times as big as all the other girls in the row. It was like a line. It was like a it was like a just the world's easiest spot the difference. <laughs> puzzle sesame street segment yeah it was really weird huh i don't it was weird and they didn't like if she had been like in the middle of the line like you know that would have at least oh wasn't sort of symmetrical symmetrical. no she was just like you know i don't know four-fifths of the way across Mm -hmm. 
Those Parisians, they like to break the rules. Yeah, they do. I don't remember anything else about the show. Just, <laughs> just that there were lots of breasts. A lot of tits, yeah. I recently went on a road trip past Mount Shasta and in a fit of insanity decided I will climb this. Googling, it uh, looks like it's a fairly easy mountain to climb as far as mountains go. An info site stated that only one third of the 15,000 summit attempts per year are successful, but that many beginners successfully make two day climb to the top. However, I'm an utter beginner. I know nothing about mountains, mountain safety, climbing, etc. I'm in acceptable shape. but definitely need some climbing practice before I make the summit. I know you did Mount Rainier a while back and I figured you'd know what's what. Could you give me any advice regarding how I'd prepare for this? Point me in the direction of some beginner guides or other information. I should read up on. Hmm. We didn't actually summit. Yeah, you just went around it. We just went around it, yeah. But it was still a hard hike, wasn't it? Yeah, there was still like there was like five miles of elevation gain over over the course of Mm -hmm. it. Your Um, playing guards got wet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that that happened. Was that yeah, that's a that's uh, you know a hazard. Mm -hmm. Um they no, it was at the Grand Canyon where they ran out of beer. We drank all of the beer, and they couldn't sell us any more beer. Um, yeah, fuck, man, I don't, I don't know what to tell you about. Well, did you look at any guides? No, or anything. You just started doing hikes, right? Yeah, smaller hikes. Yeah, before and, doing and that just one. and just you know going up mountains, smaller mountains near where you are. Sure. Um, I don't know if that one. I mean, like Rainier, I don't think it actually requires any climbing equipment to get to the top. Like, I don't I know if Shasta can, does. Yeah, I think you can just like most of them. I think you can just walk to the summit. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's some like scarpering. Mm-hmm. I think that's when you take something and leave. I don't know. <laughs> Scampering. Sca- yeah, scattering. Gentlemen, I have a two-part question for y'all. How do I, a fairly reasonable human being, function in a city where, one, people invariably confuse professional criticism with personal attack, and two, other people behave as though they have constitutionally guaranteed right to not be offended? Hope is all well. I hope all is well with you and that a new episode is coming soon. I miss Roy's dulcet tones, bemused in the bay. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, What do you do? Just constantly offend people or just turn into a pussy. Stop talking about anything. Hmm. Just say, oh, yeah, I, I respect your right to do that stupid shit. It's great, I guess. I'm sure someone will like it. Maybe go do it in front of them. Stupid. Fuck, I fucked up again, didn't I? You did. Yeah, I'm so bad at it. Um, I don't know. It, don't, don't say anything to anyone. Yeah, I mean, professional criticism is personal attack. If mm-hmm. it's If it's a criticism of a creative work. But also, tough titty for the creative person. Like you don't get to, you don't get to do work that is for people's consumption with some sort of shield up against somebody telling you something that they don't like about it. Like that's mm-hmm. a fundamental part of the thing. Like that is no more forbidden than somebody saying, "Oh, I like this thing that you did," right? Sure. And it's like you don't okay. don't be a dick about it. But I feel like you're not being a dick about it. But maybe... So here's the it, thing. It always has to do with the approach. Yeah. Maybe you're being a dick about it without realizing you're being a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this is this is some stuff that I could stand to learn. You know? Is Perhaps. Couching, couching criticisms more constructively. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, if... We all could. Oh, well, you're pretty... You could also... Or for myself, I could also not take on criticism as a personal attack 
Sure, but I mean, I guess I'm saying it, it like it is a per- like whenever somebody criticizes something that I have made, it is kind of a personal attack because it is like, hey, this thing that you made is not very good, or this thing that you made is not as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. But and like while that is an attack, it is not it is not indefensible, and it's like okay, well, the goal is for there to be more cool shit in the world, and mm-hmm. my goal in making something was to put cool shit in the world, and somebody else's goal in offering thoughtful criticism of it is to make shit in to the world improve it. cooler. So it's not If like, that's where it's coming from, if that's where sure. the criticism is coming from. Yeah. I mean, it is all about tone though. Like the way that people criticize my work, it the people who really piss me off when they do it are the ones who are just super matter of fact and like, you know, borderline autistic in their approach to empathy. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And and, and I'm just like, it's like, yeah, fuck you. That's your response to them is fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then you feel bad because they're like, what? It's true. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well. It's... Not every uh, workplace environment would allow you to just respond with a fuck you. You don't think? <laughs> no. Well, just quit and get a job somewhere else. Okay. They don't let you be yourself. <laughs> All right. Roy, if somebody wanted to get a hold of us and get some of these sweet, sweet answers... How would they do it? They would go to advicehotdog.com, and there they would see a Gmail uh, link, which is advicehotdog at gmail.com, or at advicehotdog for Twitter, or you can go to facebook.com slash advicehotdog for facebook.com, or you can give us a call at 769-218-9225. That spells out Roy, R-O-Y, 218-Zach, Z-A-C-K, just how he spells it. And you can also send us your uh, lovely postcards or letters or packages to Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. I always expect you to say, um, like, our fair city when I say Mesa, like the car talk guys do. Yeah, no. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ads, plugs, and thanks. Okay. TurboTax, do your damn taxes. Bob's Burgers, you should watch Bob's Burgers. It's pretty good. It's available online. What is it? It's a show. It's animated. It has uh, John H. Uh, H. John Benjamin is okay. the main guy. It's funny. Is it new? Mm, is it for grown-ups? It's in its second or third season. Yeah, it's for grown-ups. Okay. Uh, Kristen Schaal is one of the characters, and she's really funny in it. Is she a horse? She's not a horse. She's a little kid, though. Uh, also, if you like the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. It's free. iTunes is free? So is the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's free. That's a core element of our business model. It's free. Lose as much money as possible. Roy, are you ready for a stinger? I sure am. Sock or cake? Yeah. Who, who wrote this? We did. Oh, did we? Yeah, so this is the example, right? These are toys that we got uh, Cora. And all of the other cards that we have, these are wooden cards. They're like uh, puzzle cards. The little letters, um, they have little letters that you can put in the word. So on this one, there's a cake. And then you turn around, there's a sock. Sock or cake. Now, the other cards that we have have a relationship such as hen or egg you know there was a boat fish this is sock and cake 
Which is better? Well, I don't know that boat and fish. That was an example. I don't, I'm not exactly sure if okay. that was correct. Because, right. I mean, they're not that similar. I said they have a relationship. Well, socks and cakes have a relationship, too. Which is? Uh, they're both a thing that you might uh, have for your birthday. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say put, put your dick on. <laughs> yeah, put your dick inside if you're Anthony fucking Kiedis. Oh, man. There was a joke. Uh, there was a joke. Emily, when we were unloading the car today, uh, she had mm-hmm. bought a she had bought a fun novelty pair of socks, and also was carrying this this figurine of Ash from the Evil Dead movie that she won in that raffle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that she was holding it, the sock was sort of hanging down from his his crotch, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Hey, look, Ash joined the Red Hot Chili Peppers." <laughs> That's great. Which was pretty funny. Uh, but then I just thought about how much I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> really? and everyone in the Red Hot Chili Peppers except Flea, who is really good. Flea is pretty good. Yeah. Um, He's so needles. Uh, I would say um, mm, cake. You know, I don't like either of them very much. Really? Yeah. I'll cake wear socks is growing if I on have me. to. No, this is just one sock, though. Oh, just one. Yeah, if you only no, have one sock. Yeah, that's no good at all. Cake. Yeah. You know, some people, it, it is it is a it is a trope that a dude will will jerk off into a sock. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't. I it's, it's impractical. It is very difficult for me to imagine getting into that habit because when you start doing a lot of jerking off, that's also during a time when your mom is doing your laundry, and or it's also like your oh, socks hey, are super why don't gross. I, why don't I just leave these gross jizz bombs for my mom to touch? Like, no, no one ever thought that. Well, maybe that's the time you should learn to uh, do your own clothes. You're not going to get around to it. She's going to sneak in thinking she's going to be nice and just find your your Ugh. treasure your treasure trove of load socks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The mother J bombs. Mother load. Um, yeah. I'm going with neither. On really this. neither. Yeah, I think so. This is that a is that a first? Yeah, I think so. You know what? I changed my mind. Cheesecake. If if cheesecake is cake, or if like it uh, can be. If bread is a cake, <laughs> bread, bread can is, be cake. Bread is kind of like a, it's a bread cake. Yeah, just like a like a blank cake. <laughs> so you're just saying loaf of bread with candle in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe like a rosemary candle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. There Problem you have solved. it. I've been Zach. I've been Roy, and this has been Advice Hot Dog. <laughs>